Good day, listeners. Um, it's myself, Rudolf Skippers, and Mikia with some fishy tales again. Yeah, morning, Rudolf. It's great to be back again. Uh, can't wait to talk about some more fishy tales and what we're up to this week. Yes, Mick, um, we're in September now, and um, for us fishermen, this is a sort of a up and down type of month. We've got uh, some beautiful days, and then the next day it's windy, rainy, sunny, hot, all in one day. So it is a difficult time of the year when it comes to us as, uh, for us as fishermen. But there's a few things we can do this summer year um, to prepare for the summer coming, Mick. Yeah, definitely, Rudolph. Yeah, um, on the weather side, I don't know what clothes to wear at the moment. You know, I've got my uh, furry boots on in the morning and uh, <laughs> they turn to slops in the afternoon. But um, yeah, this time of year, the fishing's not great. There's a few garrick about and a few bottom fish. But um, I, I like to use this opportunity this time of year, Rudolph, to clean all my tackle up and have a good look at everything. Just review what I've been using, what I want to use next year. So I tend to clean things up and maintain now. What do you start off with maintaining this time of year? Well, Mick, firstly, just to get the discipline to do it like you do is very nice. <laughs> I must admit, I'm one of those lazy fishermen that, that normally just prepare my stuff quickly before going on a fishing trip. But um, a lot of anglers do start preparing their, their gear for summer months now because we there's a lot of time to prepare it. And um, yeah, generally, um, obviously... I would start off by my, my tackle maintenance um, and the first thing that comes to mind is my reels and how to, to sort of look after my reels after a, a winter month or summer into winters or dean run type of year season um, and how to service a reel. So I don't know, what what's your routine when it comes to reels? How do you maintain your reels? How do you look after them? Well, that's a brilliant question, Rudolph, because I was... In the early days, I suppose I would use a reel till it fell apart. And, <laughs> you know, I had no intention of maintaining a reel. I overused them. Um, but to be quite honest with you, it, it's not actually hard to maintain a reel. I think, firstly, the last few seasons, I mean, we know tackle prices have just gone up and up and up, you know. So, um, uh, as well as pricing going up, I suppose I, I buy better quality equipment now. So, it might last longer. It's smoother to use, but along with that is the spare parts are more expensive. So I really try and look after them. So throughout the year, I've dipped them in fresh water as soon as I've come off the water. I tend to tighten the drag up, dip them in the fresh water. And then um, a product I've used for quite a few years now is Salt Away or Salt Flush, Salt To Go, whatever brand you use. That stuff just is fantastic for reels. And then once they're dry, I like to spray silicon on. And that seems to prolong the maintenance. But last few days, I pulled a couple of reels apart. And no matter how much you try, that salt water's got in there. So my first tip is check the bearings. I mean, it's cheap enough to buy bearings. I tend to um, put some new bearings in. Um, and then I grease the reels. I use nice drag grease, uh, uh, usually something like a pen drag grease. And then I like to use... Um, a nice grease for the gears. Uh, that Yama lube, that blue grease, seems to work well for me. But out on the jet skis and uh, kayaks, what we use, ski boats, I think it's better to put a bit more grease in than a bit less, you know. I think you guys probably use a li bit less grease than I do. But um, without overdoing it, I definitely put a bit more in, you know, because casting is not as important to us guys. So what's your take on it? What do you do with the reels, Rudolph? Yes, Mick, um, yeah, something that, that you can't get away from is that salt water. 
And the type of fishing we do, um, your reels obviously on the jet skis and kayaks get wet as well. Um, we tend to do a lot of wading and our reels are underwater often and we often fight fish underwater and as you wind underwater you're actually pumping that salt water into the, into the gears, into the mechanics of the reel. So that's where it is so important to do that service and my just general um, rule of thumb when it comes to fishing and I think most uh, rock and surf anglers do it is get home, take the hose pipe and spray that reel down nicely, um, push it water in everywhere and uh, after I've done that I dry the reel and then if I'm going to store it for a while I'll do that silicon spray as you say but if I'm going to fish again tomorrow I'll just dry it nicely and that's my routine just spray it off with clean water and that alone gives your reel a lot of life. Um, when it comes to bearings obviously um, bearings have to be maintained they don't last very long and they're easy to change um, it, it's a very simple thing to do and then coming to the grease uh, every real brand have got their special grease you add in it um, I'm, I'm sponsored by pen so i get all these pen greases they're brilliant greases put them in the reels when i service them and that's it um, get that salt out there and if you can get the salt out of the reel it'll last very long and then i also agree with you um, earlier years we used to buy cheaper reels but they don't last long so we buy quality reels we look after them spend a bit of money on the maintenance and on the spares but then you know it's something you can use for many many years yeah that's brilliant rudolph um something else i tend to do as well is if i think a reel is a bit complicated um i don't own any of the top brand re- uh, top brands uh, major what would you call them? The top of the range reels, anyway. Um, but if I did, I would not touch those things, Rudolph. They're going to go to a specialist. Um, we're quite fortunate that in the Durban area, we've got some guys who are really good at fixing these reels. They don't charge you much. So to be quite honest, if any of the listeners um, are not confident fixing the reels, just send them off to some of these guys or pop them into your local tackle shop. They're going to fix them for you. But um, another thing what's really overlooked um and it's a perfect time now, here we are in September, perfect time to check it is rods. Um, there's thing, they're things we just pick up when we go fishing, we might throw a hose pipe on them, but perfect this time of year is time to check the guides because if you've got a cracked guide and uh, you cast out and you lose an expensive lure of goodness knows, you might uh, lose a fish one day if you cut the braid. So there's a couple of little tricks to checking eyes, and we were we were speaking about it this morning, Rudolph. What's your little trick to check those rod guides? Yes, yeah, um, Mick, something very true you're saying there. It's something we overlook is checking your guides. Um, rods are very, very expensive these days. We spend a huge amount of money on fishing rods, and the guides we use are like top-quality guides, and there's a lot of engineering and science that go into these guides. But if there's a crack in the guide, and us fishing with braid a lot, that, that'll cut your braid um, slowly or shit or damage your braid, and you might end up losing a fish or a lure, which uh, won't make you happy, obviously. So I've, I've got a little trick that works for me. I take a piece of wool or soft cotton, and uh, I put it through the guard, and I just circle it in the guard with my fingers. Uh, and where it catches, uh, if it catches, I know there's a other nickel or crack in the guard, and I can get some... Uh, take it off and replace it or if it and just put a new guard on there because the last thing you want to do is as you say fight the big fish and your braid gets cut off on that little crack in the guide and they do get damaged um you you bump your rod every now and then you put it on the rock it cracks so that's what i do i just sort of physically look at the guide and if i can't see anything i'll take a piece of wool and string it through the guide and just move it around the guide and see if it catches anywhere and then inspect that area where it catches to see if there's a problem Oh, that's a brilliant tip, Rudolph. 
uh, something I never really thought of. But in the last few weeks, I've been reading on some of the forums about guys saying, I've used this braid and it keeps breaking all the time. Yes, and yes. you know the story, don't yeah. you? That um, <laughs> It's quite incredible because I'm reading between the lines and quite quickly you can see that probably the fault is it's actually a crack guide, especially tip eyes. And yes, yes. For, for all of us, rock and surf and, and deep sea anglers, if you drop that rod or bang that rod, there's a chance those guides are going to break. And I have to tell you, Rudolph, um, I mentioned earlier tackle's expensive, but I've been extremely shocked at how cheap it actually is to renew a guide on a, on a fishing rod, you know, from as low as 25 rand for a quality eye to get whipped onto a rod to match the original eyes and, and a nice varnish finish. A guy can do that for 25 rand or 45 rand or something. It has to be the best value fishing product <laughs> for sure. you can get, isn't it? So yes. no excuses, guys. Get your, get your rods checked, the guides checked. Um, it's the time to do it now. What about anything else on the rods, Rudolph? Um, Mick, just to get back to the braid, especially braid spotting when you're fighting a fish or pulling hard on your, on your line, it just brings me back to a little thought on the reels and we're talking about bearings. And on your coffee grinders, you've got a roller bearing with a, with a line for the line roller. And that little bearing is very important to te- check often. Because that, if that bearing seizes, your, your roller bearing doesn't turn, or, and the braid can cut on that as well. So as you said, guys complain and say the braid parts for nothing. Check that line guide and that roller bearing, uh, and the bearing inside that roller, to make sure that's not seized up. Because often the salt gets in that little one on the reel as well. And it's something very simple to fix. Just take it off, put a new bearing in, or clean it. Um, well, something else um, that uh, we as rock and surf anglers, and I'm sure you guys on the boats and skis um, and jet skis, also spend a lot of money on are hooks. And um, I actually I use tournament-friendly hooks. So they're very expensive hooks, but they rust very quickly. So the whole idea is that if I do lose a fish and the hook breaks off, in its mouth that it'll rust out in a few days so what i do after each and every single fishing trip is i those hooks i've used that day i get home and i wash them as well so in this whole sort of tackle maintenance period i also go through all my hooks get rid of all those rusted hooks and the ones that are still good um, i'll try and clean up but on a daily base coming back from the beach i also try and get my hooks clean and prevent them from rusting because it's also very expensive part of fishing equipment are your hooks that's a great point rudolph and uh, something i tend to do now as well as when i'm cleaning down the jet ski we use the salt assassin i always put a bit in a, a dish or a bowl or a bucket or whatever and i put my traces in there and i did a little experiment with salt assassin one day i got a rapala or a halco it was a plastic type lure and i dipped the whole thing in water and then i held the center hook and dipped the back hook into the salt assassin and I just hung it on the wall in the garage for about four or five weeks. And you cannot believe how much that centre hook, what only had the water, rusted compared to the back hook. That salt assassin is great for looking after your tackle. So there's another tip when you're cleaning down, put it in some salt assassin. Um, another thing I tend to do when with the offshore fishing is, we are, as anglers, we always take too much tackle, of course. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, if you take 10, 15 traces out with you and you use two or three, and you don't clean them as soon as you come back, those things are going to rust quickly. But in the last few seasons, what I've actually been doing is vacuum packing them. So if I don't use them, 
I don't have to clean them. Yes, yes. So I'm a bit like you, Rudolph. If I, you know, if I can avoid cleaning, I'll do it. So <laughs> there's a nice little tip. Um, and then we're on the subject of the salt assassin and uh, cleaning things. I like to do that with my pliers, my knives as well, um, as when I'm doing the traces. And there's another little tip at this time of year. Get those knives out. Make sure they're not ready to break on the handle. Make sure you've got a spare one and clean it. And get all those pliers cleaned up. What else could we do then while we're this time of year to check our tackle? Make something else that's quite important. Obviously, it's your, your braids and your lines on your reels. Often, anglers just fish and fish and fish, and they forget to actually change that old braid. Braid and, and, and nylon gets damaged over the years, or no, I shouldn't say over the years, in a short period of time, if you fish a lot like us. And um, a little nick on the line that you might not notice could cost you a fish of a lifetime. So... This is also a very good time of the year for those guys that uh, doesn't fish as often. To actually just take off all the braid, replace it with new braids, check your knots, your leaders, and stuff like that. Um, it, it's not that expensive to do, so you might as well do it now. Replace your braids, get nice stuff on there. And when the summer fishing starts, you can go in there with confidence knowing that your gear is in top condition. Yeah, that's a good tip, Rudolph. Um, something I like to do on my, especially on my trolling reels, I like to put braid on the bottom. And then I like to put a, a, what, what you call a top shot. Top shot, I yes. think you would call it um, 150 meters or so of line. And this time of year, just before the season kicks off again, and that's something I like to do is change that top shot and get a good start. Um, I must admit, leaders is something I change often. So I would check it, but throughout the year, uh, that's something I always rip the top eight, 10 meters off and change that regularly. I will not risk a fish for you know a couple of runs worth of leader. That's so true, Mick. Yeah, so I think we've discussed some good points there on maintenance for this time of year. But while we're at doing um, clean all our tackle up and checking our tackle, of course, this is a perfect opportunity to check the vessels if you've got a jet ski or a boat, even a kayak, you've got some cables. This is a perfect time to check those cables and make sure everything's okay. Um, I'll give you some tips I would do with the jet ski, uh, similar things for a boat. But if you're not confident in doing it, Get, get it booked into a dealer or someone who knows what they're doing and this is a perfect time to, to get everything serviced. But we should be looking at um, changing the oil, definitely changing your spark plugs. You don't want to get, get let down first launch of the year. <laughs> you, you've been up all night in anticipation and you get there and those motors won't start. No way. So uh, get the basic service done and um, while we're at it now, get the trailer fixed. Anything, problems with the electrics, get them sorted out. Um, get the wheel bearings done. It's so cheap to change wheel bearings. Uh, to be quite honest with you, the beginning of the season now, September, October, I just rip those bearings out and change them. Um, and that's, I think it's called preventative maintenance, isn't it, Rudolph? Correct, yes. Um, Mickey, you are uh, very lucky in the sense that you're quite an expert at servicing and maintaining um, jet skis and gear. That's part of your work. And um, yes, it's so important. And, and I think our listeners should also know that if you can't do it yourself, there's a lot of guys out there that are very good at doing it, people like you. Um, just send in your, your jet ski and get the guys to go from A to Z. Check everything. Make sure you're ready for the season to come. Um, you know, it, uh, we spoke about safety in one of our previous programs. And a small thing like a spark plug can turn out to be a very, very dangerous um, thing out there if it if it fails on you so get those little things done and then you know when you're doing your launch that you can go enjoy your fishing and you can be comfortable with the idea that you are safe and everything's in tip-top condition 
Mick, and then something else uh, that I think we should touch on is our paperwork and permits and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a great idea, Rudolph, uh, because there's nothing worse than getting to the beginning of the season. It's the same scenario. You get down to the launch site, you've prepared everything, you've spent weeks doing your tackle, you've got all your new lures in place, everything's nice and shiny, and somebody says, hey, there's the parks board. And ding! <laughs> oh, I forgot my license. Oh, no. So, of course, make sure your license is up to date. Um, anybody fishing off a vessel, make sure you've got your skipper of a vessel paid for. Um, perfect time if you're going to collect bait or dive or anything. Obviously, pay for those permits at the same time. Um, make sure your trailer license is up to date. So, if some of the listeners may be going off to Mozambique, you'll have to pay your extra taxes if that's not up to date. <laughs> um, what other paperwork have we got? Have I covered everything there? Mick, yeah, I think you've sort of covered everything. Um, I, I think every boat owner has a bit of, got their individual permits and licenses and stuff that they look after as well. So, yeah, just make sure those things are in place and you don't get caught with your pants down. Um, there's nothing worse than actually going on a fishing trip and you get there and there's something you forgot and your day is spoiled because you haven't got a fishing permit or you get pulled over by the traffic officials and your boat trailer is not licensed or something stupid like that. So, yeah, it's as I say, we've got this time of the year now where the weather's up and down and we've got a few spare days in between. So, um, I'll definitely follow some of your tips you gave on the on the tackle uh, on the tackle maintenance as well as the boat maintenance and implement that. And hopefully, um, our listeners that are coming down uh, to the coast over December, they can also prepare and come in and have a nice holiday and really catch some good fish. Yeah, definitely, Rudolph. I'm sure um, we're all anticipating a great season ahead. If I think back to the beginning of last season, it was incredible fishing. And then um, during the lockdown, I was, I'm very fortunate enough to uh, have a sea view from my place, but I'll say unfortunate in the lockdown because I just watched this glorious, glorious weather. I could see fish topping and birds <laughs> diving. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get out there. Um, and when we eventually got out, it just carried on. It was a, just such a brilliant season. So I'm really anticipating it all again. So we've covered quite a lot today. Um, a lot of questions about maintenance and about uh, paperwork. But if any of the listeners out there have got any questions, if you can contact us through the uh, normal Chat Sapphire channel, um, we'd welcome any questions to myself and Rudolph. Yes, uh, Mick, yeah, any, any questions uh, fishing-related or even ocean-related, we will be happy to assist where we can. And, um, yeah, uh, it will be actually very nice to have our listeners sending us some comments and questions, and hopefully we can discuss it in our program. Yeah, definitely, Rudolph. So uh, the, the ways you can contact, of course, is through the website or the Facebook page, or you can message your WhatsApp on, um, I'll give you the cell phone number now. It's 071-29-20-820. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a very nice one, Mick, yes. Um, let me just repeat that number. That's 71 29 Okay, Rudolph, so I think we'll wrap it up there. It's been a great session this week, and I've really enjoyed it. So from myself till next week, bye, listeners. Yes, Mick, thank you so much, and thanks for the insight on the maintenance, and we'll chat again next week.